Have you ever been fired? Mm. Yeah, a lot of us have been there, and I bet you it wasn't fun. Well, listen into another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today, she's going to talk about being fired, how she actually went through this process, and how it actually turned out to be one of the best things that happened to her in her life in the long run. We'll learn her techniques and how to deal with moving on and allowing success to be the result. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about getting fired. You ever been fired? (laughs) I know it's a strange topic, isn't it? But you know, it's amazing If you are living your best life, if you're in your best place, sometimes you feel what you feel like is a negative experience, like getting fired, comes along and you're like, well, I've been living my best life. I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything I want to do. Why did I get fired? Why am I having this experience? And that's the question. You've got to step back and say, why am I having this experience? Which I have to say and admit, in the heat of the moment, isn't the easiest thing to do. (laughs) The reason I'm saying that is because I've been fired. Before I got into this line of work, I sold cars. And um, I didn't sell cars for very long, well, because I got fired. (laughs) But the funny thing is, when I got into selling cars, it was something I'd wanted to try for a long period of time. And I am not a mechanic, and I'm not mechanically inclined. I'm not the kind of person that's going to get under the hood with you. But I can sure tell you what a pretty car looks like. And I can tell you the overall stats on a vehicle. When I was selling cars, I knew what kind of gas mileage it would get. I knew what kind of tires it required. There was a lot of things I did know. But when it comes to the actual mechanics of the vehicle, I don't think a lot of the salespeople actually really know that. The exceptional ones do, but I didn't. Anyways, I had a really interesting experience. I'm going to share it with you. It'll answer the question as to why I got fired. A lot of it had to do with my attitude and what the outcome was. So listen up, hang in, don't go anywhere until the end of this podcast, because I'm also going to pick a card from the Daily Affirmations Guide deck. And these are Cheryl Richardson's cards, I think. Let me see here. Yeah, Cheryl Richardson's cards are really good. They're my Daily Affirmations cards. They're really good cards. So don't go anywhere. So let me start by talking about the job when I got it. I was really excited because I wasn't living in the province at the time. And when I found myself coming back to the province, I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to call this car dealership because I know the guy that owns the place. And I'm going to see if I can get a job selling cars. And he knew me really well. I had actually done some motivational work for his office staff at one point in time a few years back. And he said, sure, come on. Yeah, we can always use somebody new on the floor. And he put me in new car sales when I got back. What I didn't know, there were several managers in this particular dealership. There was the RV manager, there was a new car manager, there was the used car manager, there was the GM, there was the owner who was a part of manager, there was his sister who was the finance manager, there was all these, and then there was two other finance managers. So there was all kinds of managers. So I, you know, anyways, I'm on the floor, I'm working, I'd been there for a couple of weeks. And I was doing pretty good. I was catching on Um, the sales guys, there was very few women. Now we're talking long time ago. There was very few women. In fact, I was the only woman on the floor. Come to think of it, I just realized that. I was the only woman on the sales floor. 
And, but I was having fun and I made friends with one of the other salesmen and he was giving me some guidance and give me tips and stuff like that. But most of the other ones were just really highly in resistance to me being there. And, oh my gosh, I never seen men lie, grown men lie like these guys could. Oh, she stole my client when they had never, ever talked to the person. They went out, gave him a card, said, what's your first name? Guy gave it to him. And then I would see them on the lot walking around by themselves. So I'd go and help them out, sell them a vehicle. And then these guys would say, well, that was my deal because, you know, it was a day. Anyway, the politics of the used car and the new car sales lot, guys, that's what goes on in the car lots. Anyways, I'm working away and I think I'm doing pretty good and I'm kind of enjoying it, not loving it, but I'm kind of enjoying it and I'm making some money and, and it's all good. Then one day I'm on the sales floor and I'm actually talking to one of the other staff members. And this guy walks up to me. I've never seen him before. And he said, who the hell are you? What are you doing here? He looked right at me. And I got my back up and I said, I'm Sharon and I work here. Who the hell are you? (laughs) Oops. It was the new car sales manager. Nobody told me there was a new car sales manager that wasn't actually on the floor or in the place when I got hired. He didn't know anything about me being hired. He was on holidays for the first two weeks that I was there, and he was a rookie manager. (laughs) So this poor guy is looking at this chick on the sales floor, and immediately that was just a bad political move on my part. But I didn't know. I didn't know who he was. Anyways, long story short, he never, ever took to me, and I tried, really did my best to cozy up to him, but I knew my days were numbered. I knew my days were numbered. <laughs> it was funny because I was really close to the GM. I really liked him. He was a super guy. He ended up going off and starting his own truck lot over time, but just a real nice guy. And I remember um, sitting with him and saying, you know, um, I think my days are numbered here. And he says, yeah, they might be. And he knew that I wasn't terribly distressed about it. I had never been fired from a car lot before, and I really didn't know what I was going to do if I did get fired, but it didn't matter. I wasn't really all that stressed. Anyways, so I was selling uh, Chrysler products. So I was selling a a Durango to a young couple, and oh my God, it was so much fun. And so you sell the vehicle, and then they get their financing, and everything gets put into place, and then you do the delivery. And I was delivering the Durango, and they were so excited about their new vehicle, because that's a big, beautiful vehicle back in the day. And it was kind of a new vehicle, I think, back in the day, too. And the weekend after that, the sales manager called me, a new car sales manager called me into his office. And he said, you know, Sharon, he says, just not working out. We're going to have to let you go. I went, oh, okay. And I sat there. I thought he would give me a reason. Like, what's he going to say? Well, he didn't say anything. He just sat there. He was uncomfortable, 40 shades of red, really uncomfortable. He wanted to crawl under his desk. I could tell, like I could feel it. I knew it. And I wasn't doing this kind of work then. I wasn't even, this wasn't even on my radar. And so finally, I just thought, oh God, Sharon, let him off the hot seat. So I just said, okay, that was, you know, that's, that's okay. I said, uh, shall I work out the end of the week? And he said, yeah, he says, you can, you can work out the end of the week if you want. So I said, okay, good. And I left his office and I went out to the sales floor and my buddy that was the sales buddy there, I said, I've just been fired. Um, I'm here till Friday. And he, he just kind of looked at me and he was, he was upset. And I said, no, no, it's okay. It's all good. I, this isn't where I really belong anyways. I mean, I could have probably got good at it, really good at it, but 
Anyway, what the sales manager also said was, he says, I was going to let you go last weekend, but you were having so much fun delivering that Durango. And I just looked at him like he had two heads because, I mean, I'm delivering a Durango. I sold. Like, obviously, I'm doing what I was there to do. But anyway, doesn't matter. So later on that day, I went and sat in with the GM, my real good friend, the GM. And he just looked at me and he smiled. He said, did he do it? I said, yeah, he did it. He said, how was he? I said, he sucks. You better give him some coaching on how to let people go. Because I said, he didn't give me a reason, which is fine. I don't need one. It's okay. I just know politically this wasn't working. And it was okay. And he said, yeah, maybe we'll do that. We'll give him some training and how to fire people if he doesn't want them there. So at the end of the day, I got finished my week and I got my payout and all of that kind of stuff. And off I went. And I thought, "Mm, what am I going to do now? And I ended up trying my hand at, I did sales again in photography and I did that for a while. But in the meantime, I was really being drawn into spiritual courses and holistic courses. And so I took a Reiki course and I took a reflexology course and and all of those I took because I myself was struggling with some health issues and I wanted to make sure that I was back on my feet and that I, I didn't want to use medications or anything that doctors said that I should be using. And I didn't, I didn't go on any medications and I was able to actually work with my own energy. And I started to really understand that energy, our personal energy is really powerful and it can really help us heal and be really strong. And so I was really kind of intrigued by it and I was going more and more into it and taking more and more classes and and all this kind of stuff. And, And then ultimately I ended up taking a healing touch course. And when I took that course, I really knew that I really wanted to do some energetic work, energy work, but I really didn't, you know, I'm didn't know anything about the the field of spirituality or energy work. And I didn't even think they were connected. Spirituality to me was religion, which of course, now I know spirituality is who I am. I'm a spirit having a human experience. But at the time, I wasn't even linked into spirituality. And so ultimately what happened is I decided that if I was going to do any kind of energy work on people's bodies, that I needed to take a course to learn the body system. So I took massage therapy. It was the quickest and easiest way for me, unless I wanted to be a doctor, which I didn't, um, any kind of other medical profession. So I took a massage therapy course and got my certification and registration and, and became a massage therapist. And so now I'm a massage therapist and I've got Reiki and I've got reflexology and I'm having a great life. My life is magic. And at that time, be, lo and behold, a Buddhist monk, was setting up shop teaching for the next four or five months after I took these trainings and he was available to me and I was available to go to his workshops and whatnot and learn about the Buddhist culture, the Buddhist traditions, and learn about compassion and those types of things. And I've talked in other podcasts about how I enjoyed studying with the Buddhists. But anyway, so I started then combining the energy work with the spirituality. And then I had my massage therapy and my Reiki and my reflexology and my healing touch. And I was like, holy cow, this stuff all works together. And that's when I was introduced to the angelic realm, was in a Buddhist meditation. And I was freaked out because I was thinking, Buddhists, do they have angels? And it was a whole, whole process. But the long and short of it is, I could still today be selling cars. If it wasn't for that wonderful, fabulous rookie manager who really just fired me because he didn't like me. Well, he didn't like my attitude. I don't think he minded me, but he didn't like my attitude. And I don't blame him. I mean, who says to their manager, who the hell are you? Well, you know, it was just funny. Anyway, it's funny now. 
anyways, I evolved and I evolved and I evolved in this work and I just kind of let it take me. I let it lead me and, and just was really enjoying it. I was having so much fun. And then mediumship hit the, the experiences and I'm in my massage, mediumship started showing up and I was like, I don't want to do this. No, no, no. And I resisted it for about a year. And then I ended up going to England because I was looking for really good teachers, credible teachers that would give me the truth of what mediumship really is. No hocus pocus, no fairy tale stories. I don't want to have to use crystal balls and, and, you know, I didn't want to do crazy things. I wanted to still be me. And they taught me really well how to have focus, how to have discipline and where my skill set was and what I was able to do. They gave me guidance. And so four sessions later, I, I took four different courses. Uh, every time I went, they're one week sessions, like seven full days of 12 hours a day sessions at the college that I went to in England. And I went four times. And honest to goodness, I was absolutely thrilled with my, my journey. My learning journey there was just amazing. And, and then I started feeling like, wow. And, you know, on the side of my nightstand, on my nightstand by my table, by my, or by my bed, I had a little piece of paper there that always, it said on it, how can I make a difference in the world today? And that piece of papers was always there. It was always there. How can I make a difference in the world today? And I would see it every morning when I'd get up and in the, every night when I went to bed, how can I make a difference in the world today? So that was always my primary focus, but it was almost a subconscious focus because I, I really didn't pay attention to actually reading it. It wasn't like I was, you know, diligently practicing an affirmation. It was just, how can I make a difference in the world today? And it guided me literally the whole process of everything that happened the way it did guided me to the work that I'm doing today, to what I needed to know how to do. And it's kind of interesting because when I look back, I come from a fairly practical background. I have had my own business many times. I've been involved in my own enterprise some way or another, but it was always physically based and it was always very transactional. It was always a very much a mental process you know, objective, you know, things like I had a frozen food company for a short time. I had a cleaning company for a short time. And the cleaning company started, I mean, oh my gosh, I, the stories I could tell you about things I've done in the past. I grew up as a hardworking waitress and cook in a restaurant with my family restaurant. We were taught a very strong work ethic. My brother and I were, my older brother and I. My younger brother and sister had a bit of a different lifestyle than we did because affluence was more apparent in our family then when they were born. So I knew how to work hard. That wasn't a problem for me. I had just never worked spiritually and I had never worked emotionally. And emotionally, I was broken. It was appealing to do sales and that kind of stuff because it was a mental process, transactional. But now I'm in a field where I'm working emotionally and I had to develop my own emotional center to be able to do this work and to be able to be a psychic and be a medium and to be able to understand my clients, even if I haven't been in their shoes, to know how to guide them and using my psychic sense and my abilities to be able to reach for answers, let my guides work with me and help me guide them. Wow, it's just been amazing. And what a journey it's been on. There's been more adventures. I've had more fun with our animals, where we've lived, with manifesting. Amazing. I am bloody amazed at how easy it is to manifest stuff in our lives. And it could be things, 
but it could be experiences. It could be emotions. It could be relationships. It could be, you can manifest, manifest, manifest. And episode 41 is the psychic quiz for, because this is episode 46 we're on right now. Episode 41 is the psychic quiz, determine what your psychic type is. Um, I came up uh, very, used to be back in the day when I did this quiz, way back in the day, my emotional numbers were really, really low. My mental numbers were really, really high. So I was very much a mental intuitive. And I, it's, I still am. I'm a clear cognitive, but there's only now, I did it again when I did it with my group, and there's only one point between mental and emotional for me. That means I've raised my emotional quotient, my EQ, high. it's high, it's matching my IQ. And I'm so amazed that I was able to do that. But I needed to have the safety net of a spiritual structure around me to be able to step into the psychic spiritual world, the mediumship world, to be able to actually do this work effectively. Because if you don't engage your emotional center, you're not going to be any good at it. I can promise you that. The uh, spiritual intuitives, I have given this quiz to a lot of people. And um, there's very few people that come up as spiritual intuitives. And the reason for that is it's a highly evolved. Um, generally, it's the monks and the nuns and the priests and the people that are working strictly in strong religious cultures with a lot of discipline and focus, but have a, have a very strong practice of either prayer or meditation um, and of serving their community, their country, their world. Uh, it was through through the love in their heart, those people qualify as a spiritual intuitives. And that is a goal. That is where I want to be. I so much want to be there. I'm not far. My strength is still mental. My next is emotional, then is spiritual, then is physical. So, um, and if you aren't sure what your, your uh, intuition is telling you, go back and do that quiz. And because you're intuitive, everybody's intuitive. But if you've ever been fired, you had the option to be able to go the direction that I went, where you actually follow your nose and let it take you where you're supposed to be, or just get angry, dig your heels in and get mad and swear at the company and be mad at them. I can tell you this, if you've been fired and you've been holding a grudge against a company that fired you, you're going to have another company hire you and you're going to have the same experience. You're going to be as miserable there as you could have been at the other one. It'll just get worse and worse and worse until you finally wake up, shake your head and say, hey, you know what? Hating my job isn't getting me anywhere and I, I don't really want to do that for the rest of my life. It's amazing how many people come to me and they should have been fired from their jobs. They've been there for 30 and 40 years. They hated their work. They hated their jobs. In my particular case, I didn't hate selling cars, but I don't love it. This job I'm doing now, I love it. And getting fired from selling cars, I evolved into where I am. So if you've ever been fired, where did you go with that? What did you do with that? Did you sit around and tell everybody what a horrible company that was and that they shouldn't have fired you and you blah, blah, blah? Now, I'm not talking about people that are chronically getting fired all the time. Okay. I'm talking about people who getting fired is kind of an unusual situation for them. It was unusual for me. But then again, too, I didn't work for a lot of companies. I tended to like working for myself. Maybe that's why. Maybe I just feel like I'm a little bit too saucy to work for somebody else. And, and I probably am. But anyway, so take a good look if you've been fired or if you see it coming or you feel it coming or if you hate your job, fire yourself. 
don't be afraid to fire yourself and lean into where you want to be. You know, when you set yourself up as a psychic, life coach and medium in the Bible Belt of Alberta, that takes courage. And I wasn't lacking in courage. I was ballsy to the wallsy, just simply because I knew when I started tapping in and I got more and more information, I knew it was where I was supposed to be. When you find that sweet spot where you're supposed to spend your life and your energy, boom, you're on. It's perfect. It's going to work for you. So if you've been fired, don't hate the guy that fired you or the company that fired you. In fact, I got to tell you, I ran into him one day in the bank and the guy that fired me and I didn't run into him. He was at the wicket next to me. And I was like, oh, my God, how are you? And he's looking at me sideways because he's kind of scared that I'm going to, you know, now he's a seasoned manager. He's a really good manager. He does a great job. He's he's really he's and he's still he's been at it for many years. Um, and I thanked him. I said, thank you so much. Because if you hadn't done what you did, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. And he was just, he lit right up and it was just great. And I know he felt good because I think he felt a little bad, you know? He didn't really have a reason. I never got a reason. I'm just, well, politics. But it doesn't matter what the reason is. If you get fired, who cares why? Unless you stole or something. But, you know, really... Where is it taking you? Where is it leading you? What opportunities are you not seeing? What is it that you should be doing? Where's your passion? What do you believe you're good at? Where's your desire? Reach for the brass ring there. Go for the gold. Be happy and trust yourself. Trust your instincts. Trust your intuition. Okay. The card I picked is from, again, I'll mention it. It's my daily affirmations guide. There's Cheryl Richardson's cards, a black deck that you're going to love them if you pick them up. Here's the affirmation. You might want to write this down if you're struggling at work. My career is bursting with opportunities to express my creativity and passion. My career is bursting with opportunities to express my creativity and passion. If your career is not doing that for you, maybe you're in the wrong spot. Fire yourself. Don't be scared. <laughs> Maybe you want to do it before somebody else does if you're not loving your work. Okay, until next time, this is episode 46. I'm signing out and I will see you next time in episode 47. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.